the truth is taboo. Uh, yeah, we want to welcome you all to our podcast. This is the second one. Like I told you last time, it wasn't the last. Um, we got our beautiful friend, Mahogany Rose, with us today as a guest. So me and AK will be asking her questions. Feel free to join in, hop up, whatever you want to do to participate. You can stay in the chat if you like. We don't care. We're just here to make it a good time and the best time for everybody. How you doing today, AK? Great, homie. How you doing, man? It's Friday, and it's the day after my birthday. So happy birthday to me, Mahogany Rose. A happy belated. Happy belated. Thank you. For your birthday. I did. I went to iFly. Very exciting experience. Scary at first, but I got with the flow of things by the last time. Yeah, so let's get into the first topic. Um, I'm glad Mahogany Rose is here because she's a black female. The topic's going to be the liberal black female. It's a real good topic, man, because there's a lot of stuff happening in the news nowadays, especially with everything following the George Floyd incident. So women do are taking a good stance politically and actually going out there and trying to do things. So Yeah, it's a really good topic. And I think the liberal black female is the downtrodden part of the black community. I think they destroy us left and right. And um, they've taken away from everything that we have in the black community by pushing the man out of the household. It is commonplace for the man to be pushed out of the household. So you think that the liberal black woman has pushed the man out of the household? Yes, either pushed or allowed to be pushed. One example. So the black man is that weak to be pushed out of a household that he's supposed to create? Um, No. That, that's not what it is. You're saying it's weakness, and I guess that's to insult black men, but it has nothing to do with weakness. It has to do with the laws of this country and how black women capitulate with those laws. Uh, for example, welfare. Women will cling to the government and welfare in order to provide for themselves and to stay strong and safe and not depending on that from their man. Uh, one of the rules in welfare is that a man can't be in the household in many cases. That's another example of pushing the man out of the household. By also following liberal views as far as relationships, as far as what you can and can't do, instead of being more so conservative like most black men are and how they were raised to be, how we were from the country in which we came from, black, uh, li- the liberal black woman tends to lean toward freedom, um, polygamy, and a lack of responsibility for her actions. What's your take on that, AK? I feel it's like, this is a two-edged sword. I really agree with that. And it's just really one of those situations where people abuse whatever power that they get handed to them. Especially if it's unjust. And it's planted towards the women and they're trying to make them the fathers of the household. Or if not them, but Uncle Sam the father of the household. And once that happens, you know, there's just so many negative things associated with just not having a man in not having a man in the household overall, and they don't see the problem. That's what bothers me. Like they don't see it as the problem. What about you, Mahogany Rose? I agree with it being a double-edged sword. However, when you think of the, and especially in today's society, when you think of the role of the black man, you don't see it as prevalent in many households. Not just the thought process of government or of the woman pushing the man outside of the household, the black man doesn't have the same morals, values, and standards of 
our ancestors or our grandparents, to say the least, you know. Really? Um, I, I, I don't see it, especially in Atlanta, I think maybe because of the ratio of women to men that the male has decreased their role of what they're supposed to do or what their expectations are of as a man. So when you talk about welfare and a woman to rely on welfare, well, well, what happened to the man? What happened to the relationship or his stability to take care of the family and the household where now that woman has to rely on government assistance? So when you, for me, my family's from the country. I grew up in the city, but I saw the black man build the house from scratch so that he could provide for his family and have an eighth grade education, but hustle and get to where he needed to be so that he was financially stable to take care of his household. You see black men having some hustle and then that hustle is minimized to a particular industry opposed to having a broader spectrum of wanting to simply work hard to achieve financial stability or whatever their own personal goals are for themselves and then a family. So if a man that doesn't know what the family structure should look like, and we're not talking about traditional white America, mom, dad, two kids, and a dog, what is the regular household, whether it be at a house or apartment, was both parents there? Did you see the mom work? Did you see the dad work and pay the bills? Or were both people equal in taking care of the household different things of that nature. And then there's an ego issue among the black men as well. Once they reach a certain level, their desire to work or their ambition seems to dilute itself and it goes away. So then they're angry and their ego is hurt or damaged where they're looking for that from the black woman who may not know how to provide that type of um, emotional support because she never saw it. So you have to look at both things from different perspectives. When you speak about welfare and why a woman doesn't want a man in the house, I don't know any woman that doesn't want that companionship or someone in the household to take care of the bills or not just a sexual type of thing, but have someone to talk to on a regular basis, regardless of if it's kids in the house or not. You got to ask yourself, I mean, why do, why do you think the men don't want to uphold these traditional values. Do you think it's just because of it's just something inherently wrong with men? Like once they reach that certain level, as you said, or is it something else? Because I have my opinion on it, but I'm curious what your reason. I think it could be that's happening that way. I think it could be many things. I think at the top of it is finances. Women are now working and fending for themselves moving up in industries that they're not expecting to move up in, starting their own businesses, surpassing the male, white or black, in different on different levels. And it can be an intimidating factor if your woman makes more than you, but still lets you be the king in the household. If she doesn't and emasculates you, then that brings about a problem. Now you don't feel like a man. You don't feel like you're needed or wanted. So you stray away to somebody that does want you who may be less than your typical standards. So now you're you're settling for something just to have somebody feed, again, that ego. Um, aside from intimidation, at, like I said, in Atlanta, I think it's just the variety of options that a person may have and saying, okay, well, 
um, you know, well, if you don't want to do this for me, then I can find somebody else that will. And when I want to deal with you and what you can do, then I'll come around you. So with that type of thought process, why would I build a house for a woman I'm going to deal with when I want to, when she's only available for what I need her to be available for? Why would I pay that other woman's bills? Things like that. So I don't know. And that's very interesting that you have really strong opinions about that because men feel the same way, you know, like there's something that the man is not doing for you. So you replace him with somebody who is willing to do that as well. Have you ever stopped and think that maybe that's what men are doing as well? Like you're mentioning that we are getting emasculated by women into a certain degree that is happening. But really what it is, is why would I want to be with the woman who's trying to do something like that to me? I don't care. Like me personally, as a man, I don't care how much money you make or what you're doing and all that other stuff. It's all perfectly fine, you know. But the minute you start to feel like you're better than me for whatever reason, and you're trying to put me down or in my place or whatever, however they view it, then I, I'm just not gonna stick around for that no more. I'm gonna move on, as everybody else would who's a regular fucking human being. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't get it. Like, why is that an issue that you're focusing in on men? Maybe that that's something women should look internally. Just look to themselves internally to see, like, are they doing something wrong? Because that's something that those same traditional values that you described, like, out in the country. My folks from the country, too. They didn't do that to each other. That's that's something that's happening now that didn't happen before. Absolutely. And I think as a woman, you have to evaluate yourself in the relationship. And and there are many women that don't. They rather point the finger amongst both men and women. There are people that can't accept and own up to their own actions and they'd rather blame it on someone else because it's easy to do. Most people like easy things. It's a challenge to have a successful relationship, to allow a man to be a man, especially if you're a woman that's used to doing everything on your own. Um, if you're a woman that's used to being provided for and then put into a situation where you're having to work and also bring something financially to the table, then you have to review it a certain way. But because society has portrayed women as, okay, I am, and, and I don't disagree with it, yes, I am the prize for the black man, or well, men in general. Yes, I am the prize. So with that being said, you have to show me that I'm you're, you're worth my time. Well, hold on. <clears throat> hold on. First off, women don't Men choose who they marry. Women choose who they date. You're not the prize. I am. And and what you don't understand about that is that I don't I don't have to marry you. You have to make yourself a necessity to be married. If there's nothing about you that I want to marry, that's your fault. I think one of the biggest things I see women doing is not taking responsibility for their actions. You know what I mean? They blame, 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 blame. You know, divert, 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 divert. It's somebody else, something else. Just like even what you said, we were never shown. You, you you expressed all these opinions of why a man isn't doing what he's supposed to do. And when it came to a woman, you said, oh, we were never shown. And that's the only thing you said about a woman. And then I find that very interesting as I was listening to you talk. Because women don't accept responsibility. They don't think things out and see, what have I done? Why have I did it? And is this going to help? Especially when they're expressing when something's wrong in a lot of relationships. And I think... In society, a lot of women have moved up in a certain place. They have gotten businesses and everything else. But one thing they lack is responsibility. Women do not have the same responsibility that men have. The whole reason we were given, men were given the right to vote is because we had to register for the draft to go to war. 
Women don't have that responsibility. And when I talk about responsibilities, I'm talking about across the board, not just the responsibility of taking care of a household, responsibility for your actions. Women don't want responsibilities for your actions. That's why women say, why can't I be a hoe? Why can't I fuck this many dudes and it be okay with you? Because you don't want responsibility for your actions. I can stick, who wants a, a, a lock that can take any key? Absolutely. And then to get back to the original point, like as a result of that happening, you got to think about it. These types of things are breaking down the household. And then your men are growing up in these households because they don't go live with their fathers. They're living with, with the mother. And the mother didn't want to take responsibility for why the relationship didn't work out, whether it was her decision to choose the wrong man, whether she was too young and had kids or whatever it is. She then, in many cases, blames the father either directly or indirectly in front of the child. And then the child views that and it gets imprinted on them. These young boys are being raised in households where they feel like they're a problem because their mother and other women in their life are attacking their father, but they don't acknowledge that he's going to be a man one day. So think about that. It, it comes back think, full circle. And who was ultimately responsible? And this is, this is another point to that, AK. You all have a problem with so many of the men out here. Y'all raised them. Who fucked up? You all. Y'all haven't been raising them right, and y'all need a man. A lot of women say they want to be independent, 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 independent. No, you need a man. You need a man in the see, household. That, that, that goes along to me with, and let me go back. I said people have to, people don't want to accept responsibility. That's male and female. A real person that's mature knows how to communicate, and that's part of what you're saying as far as, okay, you raised them. You raise this part of society that's now doing what they do as men. Well, okay, the man wasn't in the household. So, okay, you want the mother to say, well, sit there and beat herself up as to what and why and whatever happened when she now has to fend for the family and do what's necessary, regardless of how the man left, if he's present to bring anything to the table while the kids are upbringing to be around and show them what a man is. I mean, that lies to me on both parties. I agree. But at the same time, women go around screaming independence. Independence this, independence that. So independence didn't work when you were raising those children by yourself. But then we got excuses for why it didn't work. But I thought you were independent. Well, see, you got to pick that, one. That's like those songs like that. I is, the Boosie, all that. I never cared for those songs. Um, even Beyonce, Destiny Child, the independent women. I get it. I work myself. However... My ideal lifestyle is I could be a housewife, have my own business, and make sure I'm taking care of things that need to be taken care of inside of the home while my man goes to work. That's my ideal picture, just being honest. Um, but currently, I work. I do what I have to do to take care of mine. I don't have children, so I can't give that perception of things. But I do have many friends that have kids where the father is not present as he should be. The assumption of taking, paying child support or coming around here and there for holidays, that to me is not, a, not enough. I grew up in a single parent home. My mother and father were married and then divorced when I was a young, at a young age. And going forward, my father wasn't as present as I would have liked for him to be. Now, if I have kids, I'm not going to try to push the man out of the household because I grew up without that in my house, so I know that it's something needed. But to try to emasculate or diminish the, the role of a man, that, that wouldn't be the intention. 
the intention. So, I mean, I, I think we got enough of, of of the sides of this, you know what I mean? This this debate, I feel like, will go on forever because of, of just how destroyed relationships are. Um, People and, need counseling. Right, that's a whole other <laughs> subject. But while we're on the subject of black people, um, Nick Cannon, um, everybody should know Nick Cannon. I hope you do. Um, he had a... A video or a podcast, I can't remember exactly what it was, where he spoke to the idea that uh, black people were the superior race. Um, and so we're, we're going to discuss like people's views on black people being the superior race. Was it racism? Was it, um, should he be able to say that? Uh, was it offensive? Should he have apologized? Should he have been fired? Um, yeah. Before we get into it, before we get into it, why don't we all listen to what he actually said? That way, okay, no let's do that. As to what it is, because everybody may not have actually seen the video. So I'm going to play it. If you guys can't hear it, just let me know. I'll turn it up. Okay? All right. Let's go to what it really is then. When we talk about the power of melanated people, when we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as gods and, and right. understanding that our melanin is so power and it connects us in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what, you know, Dr. Uh, Francis C. Wellsman talked about is that fear in that, that, that uh, genetic that annihilation mm-hmm. of when you have a person that has, ha- has the lack of pigment, the right. lack of melanin, right. that they know that they will be annihilated. So therefore, however they got the power, they, they, they have the lack of compassion mm-hmm. that mel- melanin comes with compassion melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it we call it soul we've soul brothers and sisters that's the melanin that connects right. so the people that don't have it have are are a little and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully <laughs> are a little less and 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 where the term actually comes from because i'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to minister farrakhan to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of caucasus when they when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them so then they're acting out of fear they're acting out of low self esteem they're acting out of a, a deficiency mm-hmm. so therefore the only way that they can act is the only way they can they, they have to rob, steal, rape, kill, and fight or flight in, okay. or, in order to survive. Exactly. So then these people who didn't have what we had, and when I say we, I speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people. Right. They had to be savages. They had to be barbaric. They had because they're in these Nordic mountains. They're in these rough uh, torrential environments. Mm. So they they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. And then they built up such this this I won't say warrior, but they built up such this 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 conquering mm-hmm. uh, barbaric mentality. All right there we go. There we go. Be our thoughts on that. He married a white woman. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. What? Like that? Honestly, that's that's the first thought of mine. You, you married. 
You married a white woman. What what was that about? Now to go to his <clears throat> comment though, like I do believe we are the superior race, but through the process of history and everything, we've allowed ourselves to become the minority and I had a conversation with my grandmother about this and asking her if segregation, if that was the best thing, honestly. Is it, or should we have stayed, you know, I mean, to desegregate, rather, or should we have stayed segregated? And she, she, did, she agreed with desegregation, but we could still shop with each other, but we choose not to for whatever reason. And when you look at things going on now, I don't see anything wrong with his comment, but when you become someone of his status, you have to monitor what you say, especially when the big person that's writing your check is of the Caucasian race. We've seen this with Bill Cosby. We've seen it with Michael Jackson um, and other artists that get to a point where they can create their own network. They can buy out the network. I'm not sure of his financial status, but you have to start watching yourself at that point if that's not going to be your next move to speak freely on someone else's network. Not this network, but where you're you're have an image on these other other networks that are viewed worldwide. You have to what you say. I uh wow. Um when I first heard it the first thing that came to my mind is that you are married to a white woman. That's that's the same that's the same view that I had. Um but more so than that, I don't with what he said because it's along the lines of what the KKK says about us. And I don't think um, two, two wrongs don't make a right. Um, there is no superior race. You know what I mean? And if I'm said that, that you feel like black people are the superior race because let me ask you this. If black people are the superior race, how did we get beat by people less superior than us? My manipulation. No, but they're superior. I mean, they're less superior than us. We're Mind, more superior. Mind manipulation <laughs> and, and money. The same thing that brings us down And then even at now. the same time, and even at the same time, if we're still superior than them, then how come for the past 400 plus years, we haven't been able to turn it around, even amongst ourselves, let alone against them? I think black people are fearful. We have a lot of pride. We have the energy. We have the strength. But... There's that piece of fear that's amongst us where we can't build that structure to reign supreme, to carry ourselves the way we need to. You have some people that are, but like when you think of everything that's going on now, there's no, to me, there's no structure amongst the chaos to bring about resolution. There's no single leader when there doesn't have to be a single leader, but there's not one that's stepping forward to, to lead the people. People need direction. They Some people need direction to do to, to take the necessary I, I, steps. I, I agree. But this is the thing about being a leader, especially in these times. You have to be prepared to die. There, That's where that little bit of fear comes back in. People aren't ready to die. You, If you're going to lead a movement, like truly lead a movement, Malcolm X the movement, Martin Luther King, whichever side you decide to stand on with it, you have to be prepared to die. Where are those people? We're all over the place. Let's let's try to focus. I don't feel like it's an appropriate argument, though. We can't turn around and use... If we are better, 
than white people and we're the superior race. Let's just keep that as a base topic. If we are better than them, then why would we use the same logic and rhetoric that they use to suppress us and other races across the world? If we And we look at that and see and say, rather, that it's so negative and evil of them to do that, to, to be white supremacists or being the KKK and all these other things. But then the minute that somebody spits the same ideology, but in our favor, we can't jump on the same bandwagon and say, yeah, we're better than them. If anything, we're the same as them, because that's why they did what they did. Not agree. On top of that, and on top of that, I mean, if you're better than them, why are you following a religion that they brought to you? I mean, there's so many questions that can debunk the whole idea of us being better than them. I think it's a dangerous rhetoric to have. And I also don't think it's it's for the better. I mean, it's, it's, it's borderline starting a race war. If you think you're better than somebody and they're oppressing you, you would kill them. If I think I'm better than you and you come over here and take something from me, I'm going to kill you. Even in financial aspects, if I if I have more money than you, and you try to break in my house, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even understand how you could begin to believe that we're better than them and we're the perfect genetic race. Like, I just, I just think that's, that's Ku Klux Klan type stuff. And it it's really didn't make sense. Dangerous. Like, he was, he was just basing all of our superiority on the fact that we have melanin in our skin, when in reality, that just really helps us absorb sunlight and live in warm climates without getting skin cancer. You know, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, he's attaching all this other spiritual stuff to it and relating it to our soul or sauce or however you want to call it, you know what I mean? But that doesn't make any sense. Just because, like, we have that, that's a cultural thing. It's not because our skin is black. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I think that was just a trendy thing for him to say about the melanin. Like, everybody's, oh, I'm pro-melanin, this, that, and third. You know, I, I think it was just a cultural thing. Because you have, you have people screaming melanin and don't know what melanin is. Like, but again, I think that relies well, on the, the ignorance of the culture, because people don't have these conversations. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, people don't have these conversations in their households with their children. I made the comment at work. You know, this is a time where people, especially of the black community, need to start talking with your kids, with your family members, with your friends about what's really going on. How do you really feel? But one lady made the comment. I she she was. I don't want to have this talk with my daughter. Ma'am, you're raising a black girl. You need to have this talk with your daughter. What What are you expecting from her when she becomes 18 and has to step out into the real world? She's going to be unprepared of the different things that may or may not happen. The same thing people say about going to a HBCU or a white institution, traditionally white institution. Um, so that melanin thing, though, I think that was just him talking. But again, I don't think yeah, he remembered really. that he married a white woman. Yeah, giving his platform, his kids are half white. Right, <laughs> right, right. He just insulted his yeah, own right. children. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on. Given that, you know, that brings us up to our next topic: cancel culture. Um, Force compliance into cancel culture, um, and also um, like tearing down statues, um, destroying history. Um, I'll let you go with this one, AK. All right, well, that was a little broad. Let's stick it to the first point, because, like, this is a perfect example of what's happening with Nick Cannon. He shared some of his own personal ideas, and then, as a result, they tried to cancel his show. Like, I was just notified right before the show that he actually went out and apologized, and I was like, well, what did you apologize for? 
You shared your ideas, and if they're not popular, then let's have a conversation. But this whole idea that we in the world that we live in now, or in America mainly, with cancel culture, like you have to toe the company line. You have to. You need to talk bad about white people. Police are no good for us now. You can't say anything good about police. Black women need to have their independence. They're being treated horribly and being murdered. Like all these things, we have to agree with when we can't analyze what's actually happening. And then that extends itself into many other areas that's happening nowadays too. Like even simply the relationship between men and women. Like for example, all a woman has to do is just to say a man sexually harassed her in some manner or form, whether it's verbally, physically, or not. Or they honestly could have had sex and she could have enjoyed it, but she regretted it later. And then men are losing their jobs. They're getting swarmed online. Like, it's just so negative. And if you don't toe that line, you don't speak from the standard script, then you get canceled, whether it's personally or your career is on the line or whatever it is. And I just don't agree with that. Because we're given power, like if we really believe this stuff that we say as black people and we want to improve ourselves, we are giving all the power back to the politicians and especially the Democrats who are pushing these ideas through the media and all the other assets that they have. We are, and, and we're not standing up for ourselves, we're being told how we should feel and we're right. weakening ourselves as a result. Why not share ideas with somebody who's different than you, even within our own race, rather than forcing us? The total company line. But that goes back. It that goes back full circle with the things that we've already talked about, as far as that little bit of fear, him going back to apologize. Like, okay, if you're gonna stand your ground, stand your ground and stand firmly on it. But okay, well, I'm gonna do what corporate wants me to do so that I can keep my status, so I can keep my finances right. Okay, well, I'm doing that. I've already put a woman in a situation. Well, I won't say put a woman. I don't know the whole the details of it. But now this woman is raising these kids. I'm the father I'm supposed to be, but I have to make sure I keep my finances together. So I need to go and apologize. Well, was that weak of him? I don't know. Was he just doing it to make sure he keeps his job? Is it, does he have some other secret plan going on? Who knows? But to go back and apologize, I think that's, contradictory of of his statement. Yeah. I mean, well, to AK's point, um, is freedom of speech still free? I mean, is is speech still free? Whether it's negative or positive, speech should still be free. I'm a libertarian, and I believe that. I'm a staunch libertarian. I believe that all the way through. Um, Well, I I said I'm borderline anarchist, but (laughs) AK knows that. But um, to the point that this man is losing his job, we can't have conversations about anything. Everything's taboo. Anything that's negative or hurt someone's feeling has become taboo. And I don't think that's a progression in society. Until we can get these people out to have these conversations, they're just going to harbor these feelings. They're not going to go anywhere, right? Unless we have a conversation and talk to each other, someone's going to harbor these feelings, and you're going to get hate groups. You're getting people who are upset that they can't express themselves. And I think it's extremely dangerous to cancel people, right? I can disagree with you. I don't think that you should be ended, bankrupted, pushed out of your home, and, and killed. I don't. Th- those two things don't align. You haven't really done anything to me. You express what you feel and how you view a, view something. I don't think you should be ostracized because of that. And I don't think you should comply to a certain rhetoric just so you can stay in this society. We can't. I mean, we're borderline communist society at that point. 
We have to let people be free how they feel and make decisions. And just because you speak freely doesn't mean you're not free from consequences. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that if, unless we have conversations, unless we feel comfortable having conversations, we're just going to hide things and harbor them and create more anger, more issues, and we're never going to get along. Conversation and communication is what helps a relationship. Didn't you say that earlier, Mahogany? Absolutely. Okay, so we have to communicate. And but, that, but he's, he's scared of them taking his job. That's why he apologized. That's it. He, we he, get he, that. But okay, why? And that's that's what I'm saying. It's about that little that little piece of fear, and and the black community does this over and over again. It's a systematic process almost. But money rules over everything. That's what it is. If I if I'm not making any money, then I'm nothing. So let me apologize. But but and, to be and, honest, and black I feel people like have that issue. It, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting, but I, I'm saying like, but I feel like the whole reason that this whole thing came up for Nick Cannon specifically is because the interviewer kind of set him up with a question because of the, how charged things are right now, politically speaking, for black people. So that was a, like a test for him, you could say, to see what he was going to say. Because like, to be honest, his answers seemed very unprepared. Like he didn't put much thought into that answer. Like you can tell, but he had to say something unique to show that he was towing the company line and it backfired again for him. And yeah. that's that's where, because like if he didn't say something, then he had the opportunity of getting canceled in that moment. If he, because honestly, if he's a millionaire like I think he is, he's a lot more conservative in his beliefs than a lot of people would like to believe these celebrities have. But he can't say that, so he was facing danger on both ends. He was kind of lured into that question. He was baited, I should say, and this is a result. But the cold cancel culture idea where you can't speak freely, like Rel was saying, that's why this is even an issue. Because he could have horrible ideas, but then normally we would be able to talk about them. You gotta let crazy people talk so you know who's crazy. Look we look how we view Kanye. <laughs> right. You know, and I'll say this, I'm glad a lot of people are upset that Trump became president, but Trump being president brought a lot of people's personal views out. People you might have never thought had those views. And that's good. Because now we can have a conversation and now I have a better standpoint on how you truly feel about things. And if we don't, if you, you're preventing us the opportunity to understand someone in, in actuality, you, you're, you're locking down communication and interaction and preventing it in every aspect. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think cancel culture should be canceled. <laughs> if that's, if that's something. Um, Absolutely. I just feel like this, because cultural diversity, like I said, it's a cycle that's been going on for years, and it's portrayed in different avenues where even third world countries build their own perceptions of the black community based on things that they may see on TV, things like movies that they may see. Um, you could even see it within our own community, the perception of a light-skinned person, male or female, and a dark-skinned person. You see those things portrayed within our own community, and then other cultures and countries are able to view movies and say, okay, well, when I go to America, I know don't deal with a dark-skinned person because they're going to automatically be upset and angry. You know, you build these views of things which aren't really what it is, but that perception is built, and it's is instilled into the mindset of people. When you, even when you watch TV shows that come on now, 
the things that you're able to see, like homosexuality, mixed mixed cultural relationships, different things that are being presented not only to us as adults, but to children. And if you don't have those conversations about what they're seeing, it's hard to divert. It's hard to figure out what's right and wrong, or what's what's proper or not. You know, it, it causes confusion. And 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 really, that's a great segue to our last topic, which is fatherhood in the home. Um, AK is a father. The Black Libertarian is a father, and um, you know, fatherhood is viewed in a negative way. And I will say this is across all races um, from every aspect. And I think it's a bigger issue. Uh, Systematic is a great word. It's a bigger issue Um, because though our times have changed, our laws have not. Um, Our views of the law have not. And our view of fathers in the household has not changed. Um, So I would, um, that's a great segue to this new topic, you know. I blame men and women. People don't watch who they lay down with raw. We just gonna be clear and honest about it. People don't actually take the time to look at how a person was brought up. They don't they don't talk. It's a physical thing that lust develops into what they call love, which is not really love, and then a child is produced out of the situation without truly knowing the background of that person, their thought process, how they grew up, what they may perceive as right and wrong. So then there's fusion, there's conflict within the relationship. Um, sorry. Um, so, it, it, you know, you can't get down with anyone. And you have to know if, if you have some type of true connection with this person, if you all are equally yoked, everyone's not going to have a spiritual understanding of that regardless of whatever religion you may have. But in my opinion, you do have to be equally yoked with someone before you can even commit to some type of physical relationship. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a very point. true. But, but once you have children, but once you have children, like even though there may have been mistakes in how the relationship started, that doesn't change your behavior once the child is there. And we know exactly. that we are trying to raise this child and make sure they're living the right way. But And that doesn't change your behavior. So you have to forgive those mistakes. Like once you're already in the relationship or the relationship's gone, like the relationship, you're still in a relationship essentially because you have a child that needs to be raised together. And it's a lifetime partnership. Why Absolutely. keep the child away from, why keep the child away from the father? Because in many of these situations, it's not one where the man is actually a, a deadbeat or no good. They're, they're actually trying to be there for their children in whatever capacity that they can be. But but for whatever reason, I don't know, it could be like hurt feelings from the relationship. The woman still wants to be wanted or whatever it could be while the relationship ended. That's not a reason to keep them away from their child if they want to be there. Like, you're you're, you're totally, you're absolutely Hmm. No, you're absolutely correct. And like I said, I don't have children, so I I can't speak from a personal experience, but I do have plenty of friends that have kids, have great relationships with the fathers, and some that do not. And any woman I've met that keep their child away from the father, that's somebody I, I don't become friends with. I don't understand that process. But like I was saying, as far as getting to know someone, truly know someone before you share a physical that intimacy with them because that goes towards that maturity level also if we break up are you going to nut up and act a fool 
Are you going to walk away peacefully? If we have a child together, are you going to understand that we're going to raise this child and break the cycle of what you may have dealt with, what I may have dealt with, and raise this child with love and care? Regardless if I care for you as a man or love you as a man, I may move on and get with someone else, but we're going to do this together and come to a common ground. Because um, And that's where forgiveness goes in the process as well. You know, people won't forget, but they can forgive. And a lot of people are incapable of forgiveness because they have deep-rooted issues that they've never dealt with to be able to forgive and move forward even after having a child. Um, right. Yeah, I completely understand your point. I did want to get Kenai's point here, um, Ralph, because um, he hasn't been on the show at this point. Bring it all home next time. Kenai, what, what are your thoughts on this issue? Yeah, like, she be saying, like, you should, like, forgive for the kids. Is that what you're saying? I, I didn't hear you. All right, go ahead. Well, well, the topic is fatherhood, fathers in the household. And ultimately what I'm saying is I do think a man should be in a household for a male or a female child that's growing. However, I understand that there are differences where the, fam- the mother and father may not stay together which is fine, but mm-hmm. to come to a common ground and know a person prior to creating that child, a lot of people do not do that and getting to know that person is, is just a lust thing. Like, okay, well, I'm going to deal with you. You may do a lot of stuff that I don't like. Your conversation is whack, but I lust after you, so let's do this, and boom, a child is created. But I really don't like you. I have no interest in you. So now there's conflict, which causes chaos. Uh, I understand. Uh, I did go through that, to be honest. So when I was like in senior year, me and this girl, we had we had a we had a thing, and then we had a baby. We actually had two kids. She actually has one on the way right now. But I decided to stay with her till the end. But she. The first kid that we had, she was smoking weed in front of him, doing acid in front of him, and that shit. That shit was kind of disrespectful. We had the kid right right in front of her, so I told her we got split or you do rehab, either which one. But I, I stuck with her till the end, and right now she's being clean for like over two months right now. And I, I think our, our relationship right now is like, it's, it's low-key... It's going good right now. If that makes sense. I'm not. I'm not good with words. To be honest. I'm I know you're good. So, so how old is your first kid? He's three. Okay. So, in my opinion, for you to have a three-year-old and she's expecting now, either something is going good with you, or you're tolerating a situation just to be in the child's life, uh, which brings problems sometimes in households where the man is sticking around but really doesn't have that intimate connection or intimate mental spiritual connection with the woman but he wants to be there for the child and almost like the cheaper to keeper type of thing if, even if you're not married it's easier and safer to stay in the house even though there's slight conflict but because that person is there you're going to lay down with them and boom there's you know, another kid. But right. if you're happy in what you have going on, the communication is there, and you all are able to see and raise your child uh, on the same level of understanding, then that sounds great. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I I'll say this. I um, my view, even when I was younger, when I first had a child, is that once a child is born, your life ends. Okay. And I don't say that to say that you can't have a life as a parent. I say that to say that even though I am a parent and even though I have my own goals, I want to make my life's life, my child's life, the most important life that I know. My life stops because what becomes important is that child. And I feel that a lot of things that are built up right now in society to allow a father to be taken out of a household prevents that type of viewpoint and prevents a father from being a father. I feel like so many aspects of our society are geared toward the father being an outcast or ostracized from the family unit. And I think that needs to change. I think we need to view fathers differently. I mean, look at Father's Day. How many people supported Father's Day? It was basically a blackout. No one even cared. And 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 as a father, that hurts. And it destroys men. And it's something that we don't talk about. We don't express. And I understand, you know, some people don't like their fathers. They feel they were abandoned. There are there are men out here who are not good. And I understand that. There are men who have passed. But I don't think that just because that happened to you, we shouldn't sub- celebrate men and fathers as well. Mother's Day receives so many more accolades than fathers. And we become bypassed in society. And as long as that continues, fatherhood will be looked down upon. We must celebrate fatherhood. We must celebrate being a father to your child, even if you and the woman didn't work out. Because what's important at that point of the child being born is that child. You as a human and the mother, any quarrels you have need to stop because what's important is you bringing up a good child and making sure they have everything they need. And I feel like that viewpoint has been lost in society. really has. And it's how do we fix that? We have to undo over 60 years of damage at this point. I agree. The step is the first step is having the conversation, in my opinion. The first step is having that's the conversation. I, yeah, that's why we're here. Um, but I think we're getting about that time. So it was great doing this. Um, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I'm glad anybody who came in. I hope they enjoyed it. I appreciate you spending time with us. Um, Mahogany Rose, I appreciate Thank you being here. Thank you guys here. for having me. I, I enjoyed myself too. This was cool. So you just gonna cut me off? Yeah. Like, my voice doesn't matter. My voice doesn't matter. <laughs> you sexist. matter. You sexy. You matter. You matter as a whole. You matter. <laughs> I just had to give myself a shout out one time again for Mahogany Rose in the building. Okay. Do you want to give out your uh, social media while we're doing it? Yes. My social media is at Mahogany Rose. I'm only on Instagram, um, and that's Mahogany Rose with a Z. Um, if you don't know how to spell mahogany, you can Google. All right. <laughs> I'm Black Libertarian 2 on Twitter, Black Libertarian on Instagram, and Black Libertarian on um, Facebook. Uh, AK, as usual, is going to be inconspicuous, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No social media set up yet, because like, I prefer you guys come talk to me directly here on Cuddle. So feel free to download the app on Cuddle. It's available in the Google Play Store. It's available in the Apple Store, if I'm not mistaken. Come on here. Look for a, look for a little guy named AK with a little smoke signal, and let's have a conversation. Yeah. We want to open up conversation. All freedom of speech is accepted. Accept it all because we want to have conversations with all people because that's how you get an ultimate perspective on life. 
Uh, there's true, there's true, and all that comes together to be the truth. Everybody's perspective needs to be combined so we can understand something. Um, so we appreciate y'all being here, you know what I mean? So uh, have a good one. Any, any goodbye, you AK? have anything outside of what I usually say there's nothing more important than having a conversation with someone whether it's someone of your loved ones or somebody you feel like it's an adversary to you it's going to be alive for a long time so in order to live and grow you have to learn as much as you can and get out of your echo chamber as always stay up stay strong love you like comment subscribe taboo truth podcast.com come join the conversation